Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, We have got the NFL Monday Night Football tonight. We talk about uh, both the NFL yesterday and on Friday, the college football. We got the conference championship games. And oh, yeah, the Kings are back home after their four and two road trip. They start a long homestand tomorrow against the Warriors. Ten of the next 11 games are in Sacramento. And if the Kings win tomorrow, Uh, They are assured of being one of the teams in Las Vegas. So uh, that game tomorrow, the winner of that game uh, would be one of the final four teams at the in-season tournament uh, in Las Vegas. So, you know, the routine, if you want to get in on the program, you raise your hand and we will do it. Don't forget tomorrow over on YouTube, uh, Ryan will have the pregame show. Jerry Reynolds will join us at halftime. And then uh, me and Ryan will be on with the postgame show. That's on my YouTube channel. Uh, if you don't like that. And if you missed the show that I did earlier with Sean Salisbury and Ryan, then after Sean, you can uh, go listen to it on your favorite podcast platform, or you can go to YouTube and watch it uh, again at your leisure. So you can watch it, you can listen to it, uh, whatever suits your lifestyle on the move. It's all there for you. Uh, You can also uh, check out my website, uh, ifyoudontlikethat.com. There will be some new merch being released here in uh, the next week or so. So uh, you can check it out uh, if you don't like that.com. All my work is put on my website, all my rants, my podcast, uh, everything else, uh, if you don't like that.com. All right. So we got the NFL. Uh, and this week, uh, it figures to be a hell of a week. All right. You got the college championship games. And then the NFL starts off Thursday with Seattle at Dallas. And the highlighted game coming up this week is Philadelphia and San Francisco. Now, Philadelphia is currently 10 and 1, and the Niners are 8 and 3. If Philly wins this game, okay, they would have to fall flat on their face not to have the number one seed with five games left. All right. San Francisco would be out of it. They would go to 8 and 4. Uh, Detroit coming off that bad loss on Thanksgiving. Eight and three. Dallas is eight and three with one game remaining against Philadelphia. Then you have, uh, well, the rest of the teams aren't in for the number one seed, but those are the teams that are on the outside looking in San Francisco, Detroit, and Dallas as far as the top seed go. But Philadelphia, 10 and one. And uh, what a game that was yesterday against the Buffalo Bills. That was a heck of a game. That was a heck of a game, all right? 
I need a leadoff person who wants to be my leadoff person today. All you need to do is raise your hand uh, and we will do it. That is NFL or we can do NFL. We can do NBA. We can do college football. Uh, we can do whatever you want. All right. You want to go over the uh, NFL from yesterday? No problem. We can do that. You know, you look at the standings right now in the NFL, and uh, things are very much up for grabs. All right, why don't we bring in Al? Al, good to get you started here on a Monday. How are you, sir? I'm good, Nate. How was your bird this weekend, man? Uh, you know, everything was good if you like sports. You know, I'm not really in the holidays. I'm in the watching games. That's what I like. What? A, what? The, whoa, those were three stinker games, man. Those are those three lousy games. I mean, I guess I the the best one was probably. I mean, how about Jordan Love? They come out firing, and man, they yep. just, uh, you know, you gotta. You, you've always talked about signature wins, and I love what the Lions are doing. You know, I'm a Rams fan, but I, I pull for the Lions. I pull for golf. I have no, you know, issues with what happened. I mean, but you've always talked about signature. But but you know, you talk about signature wins, and they, they had week one, the Kansas Kansas City, and that's it. I can't. I looked at their schedule, and then they go go, and you think, okay, now we got, and it becomes the same old Lions. I mean, <laughs> our fans had to think, now we finally got a good team on Thanksgiving. Let's go get it, and they go oh, come out and play a stinker. I know the game wasn't even competitive. I mean, that's the whole no. thing. It wasn't even competitive. But you know, you're right. You know, you look at the wins this year. You know, they they uh, other than Kansas City, they beat Atlanta, they beat Green Bay, they beat Carolina, they beat Tampa, they beat Vegas. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Bears. You're exactly right. Now, in all fairness, they haven't had a very tough schedule. Uh, no. And their schedule still is not that tough until you get to the end. But no. we're going to find out a lot uh, about the Lions because their last five games are at Denver, at Minnesota, at Dallas, home Minnesota. All right? Those are their last four games. I beg your pardon. So, you know, they're going to have to earn it because that last four-game stretch, you know, Denver, at Minnesota, at Dallas, Minnesota, that's going to be a very challenging test. Oh, absolutely. And I got to tell you, I was, you know, I put, I listened to the, uh, you and Sean today. Lo always love it. It's great stuff. And I got to tell you, I, I, I was one of those. I had the Broncos. I had Cody's Broncos done. I had Russell Wilson washed up. I even said it. He looks washed up. He looked just, just uninterested in playing. And have they turned it around? My God. Yeah, they turned it around. I think the Bears game, when they were down by a wide margin, and they came back to win that game was really their savior for the season. If they had lost that game, I, I don't think they pull out of it. But uh, they got a big game coming up this weekend against Houston. The loser of that game will probably be out of the playoff picture. So it's going to be a very yeah. interesting game uh, coming up this week with Denver and Houston. You know, when I look at the Broncos, you know, here's their schedule. You know, they're, they're coming down the stretch, all right? Because I always like to look at, you know, yeah. the schedule. I always like to see right. how it is going to play out. But after this week, they go to the Chargers, who are not very good. They're at Detroit. They're at New England, who could be the worst team in football. Then they have the Chargers, and they're at Vegas. They have a very easy schedule, relatively speaking, after this week, other than at Detroit. You know, I like my Rams to, to sneak in. I'll tell you what. Here's yep. Look at their remaining schedule. I mean, if they got that kid, yep. Kieran Williams, back, I mean, did you did you know about him? And You followed the game. and He played for Notre Dame. Were you – Yep. Familiar with him at all coming out no, of college? I wasn't. I wasn't that familiar with him at all. No, I didn't know anything about him, to be quite honest with you. 
He's played. He he was out for four games, but he's been yep. phenomenal. He's played. He's produced. And the Rams, uh, if they get by Cleveland, they got Cleveland in the SoFi. Then then their next four are the Ravens, but then they got the Commanders, which I'm going to that game. I mean, my I'm gonna see my meet my brother down there. And then they got the Giants and the Saints. Now Seattle, right. they got listen to their next three. They got Philly. Dallas and the Niners again in their next three. Yep. I think the Rams can sneak in there at nine and eight. I do too. Uh, they're pro- this Cleveland game is going to be key, but then they go to Baltimore. They're probably going to lose that game. Yeah. They should beat Washington. They should beat New Orleans. They should win at the Giants. And here's the other thing that may be in their favor. They end up the season against San Francisco, and that could be an right. absolutely meaningless game for the Niners who they won't play anybody. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. But, you know, it's there's some interesting things coming down the pipe, man. It's going to be a fun uh, final six weeks. And I've I've got some hope, man. I'd love to see nine and eight in a wild card because it's been like they just blew the whole team up, man. And, you know, Cooper Cup, I'm very kind of frustrated with him. He, he's He's been injury prone, you know, for most of his career. And he's been yeah, hurt again been. this year. It's kind of frustrating. You get frustrated with players like that, man. I mean, have you ever no, had a guy? No, not, not really, because players don't get hurt on purpose. Right. And, you know, he's got leg injuries and, you know, th- th- that's how he makes his living. So, I mean, is it frustrating? Yes. But, I mean, I don't like, you know, again, players don't get hurt, don't get hurt you know, uh, on purpose. They really don't. Now, you know, when I look at the Rams, okay, uh, could they do it? Yes, of course they could. All right. The one thing they've got going for them, they also already beat Seattle twice. So, right. you know, you got to factor that in. Uh, exactly. They they could they could do it. I mean, they really could. I mean, it's right there in front of them. I think this Cleveland game is a pivotal game for them. They cannot lose at home to Cleveland. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely agree with your assessment. If they can get Cleveland and, and if Miles Garrett might be out, I hear he messed up his shoulder yeah. and he might be out. Of, yeah. If he's yeah. out of the game, and I don't know who's going to play. I think who their quarterback's going to be. But, you know, it's, then they if they get Cleveland, as I stated, and the Niner game at the end, like you said, could be and they're playing their second, third string. So, you know, I got hope. But I'll just end the call with thank you for taking the call. I just want to ask you one thing. I'm, this is, I'm, remember, I'm the probably the first one to ask you this. Are you ready for Christmas? No, I am not. <laughs> you take care, buddy. Good hearing from you. All right, man. Bye-bye. All right, Nick. Take care. Yeah, the good news is Miles Garrett, uh, the shoulder injury is not serious. You know, that came out of the Browns camp today. Uh, so that is certainly uh, good news. All right? Good news. But, you know, we'll see. Again, you, he was talking about Dorian uh, Thompson-Robinson, the quarterback who, you know, is uh, under concussion protocol. So they, they, they should win that game. I'm talking about uh, the Rams. Should, though, and the Rams don't go together in the same sentence. All right, who wants to be next? All right, you want to talk NFL, NBA, college football? Uh, give me a shout, and we'll put you right on, and uh, you can be next following Al. Good to have you here. On Listen App, don't forget tomorrow we will have uh, three shows for you over on YouTube. Ryan with the pregame, Jerry Reynolds joins us at halftime, and then uh, me and Ryan postgame with the Kings and the Warriors. All right, we say hello to Dorian. Hey, Dorian, how are you? Hey, Grant, doing so awesome. Hope everyone had a really great Thanksgiving. You go, can you come down with a little cold, Grant? Yeah, I'm just getting over it actually, so I'm I'm doing pretty good. But thank you. 
Awesome, brother. I hope you get so much better, man. I had a question. Um, for the in-season tournament courts, Grant, is that funded by the NBA or is that funded by the team? I have no idea. I okay. really don't know, Dorian. If I had to guess, I would say the NBA, but I, I don't know. Totally, for sure. And Grant, do you think um, for for this last six-game road trip for time zones, have you ever uh, met a player that had t- trouble kind of adjusting with that, going from the east to the west? Yeah. Yeah, they all, we all have trouble adjusting, uh-huh. but uh, every team does it. Uh, it's not bad now. We used to play four games in five nights, Dorian. Sure. And uh, I remember a road trip once where we had four games in five nights in three different time zones. Yeah. You know, so, um, again, I, uh, good teams don't make excuses. Good teams don't talk about time zones. Good teams don't talk about mechanicals where – they have to travel the day of the game. I remember when we tried to get to Denver one year when Allen Iverson was on the Nuggets, and we got on the plane. We're on the plane for a couple of hours, couldn't go, got off, had to leave the next afternoon, landed in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. bust to the arena, got to the arena about one hour before the game, went out there and kicked Denver's butt. You know, good teams don't make excuses, and teams don't, you know, again, the teams that are – no, they're good. They don't, they don't, all the other stuff, they block out. They don't care whether they got in at four in the morning from a road trip or they had a mechanical or what have you. They go out and figure out a way to play. And 100%. that's what good teams do. Yeah, sure. Especially as athletes, you know, athletes thrive on structure. I know, you know, me playing football at Sac State, like, you yeah. know, I'm how to be at class, what time was, what time was practice, what time was yep. walking. You know, same thing for the NBA. It's just a little different, right? With with football, you're only traveling once a week, or you know, and then basketball, it's multiple times, sometimes per week. So, uh, that's that's a really interesting, Grant. And then last question, Grant, do you think it's tough for an NBA coach to come into a locker room, let's say after you know a certain amount of losses, um, to like come in and like, I guess. Not so much break down the game, but you know, if anybody here's ever played basketball, right? The coach comes in during halftime. Hey, these are the adjustments we need to make, or come in after the game and just talk about, you know, what went wrong, what went right. Do you think it's tough for an NBA coach to do that so many times, eighty-two games plus playoffs? Uh, y- yes and no. Um, I think losing teams is very hard because sure. a lot of times players will tune out their coach. Yeah, uh, and I've seen it happen on multiple multiple occasions. So, I mean, do I think it's tough for a coach to come in and not, not, not really, that's their job. That's what they've done most of their adult life. But I, I think it's difficult when you have a losing team uh, because my experience, Dorian, is, you know, particularly when you get to the last 25 games or so, a lot of the players tune you out. They sure. really do. Yeah. And, you know, it's different, right? You, when, when you're, when you're coaching, right, you could be coaching uh, kids and, and high schoolers where there's a lot of development going on. But when you're an NBA, right. And you're, you know, 25 to you know 30, a lot of that development has already has already kind of suppressed. And they're just basically the players are basically just getting more and more reps in. So that's the reason why I kind of asked, especially like on a losing team, I feel like it just, yeah. Be- it, as a coach, you can be so meticulous, right? You're saying the same thing over and over and over again to, you know, to guys that have families and they're adults now, right? They're not kids or high schoolers or college basketball. Yeah, and coaches don't really speak to the team that much at halftime. I mean, the coaches normally go into their office. Uh, they break down a little bit of the video that they want. They look at trends and they come out and talk about one or two things. They don't really give, you know, long, you know, dissertations at halftime. It's pretty fast. You know, they, they it's not it's not like you would think. 
Yeah, understood, Grant. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Take care, buddy. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Let's move along. We get to John right here on this Monday. Hey, John. Grant, how are you, buddy? Good, man. What's happening? Ah, well, first off, I'm sorry about your Giants. I know you were not rooting for that outcome. No, I wasn't. Uh, Giants can't win when they have to, and they don't know how to lose when they need to lose. Man, look, listen to me. About Belichick, we knew that he was going to – we heard before the game he was playing two quarterbacks. He's starting with Jones and then putting Zappi in. I think he wants that that early pick – just as much as the Giants do. And his method of doing that is play a mid-grade quarterback to begin with or sub-mid-grade quarterback to begin with and then at halftime put in another mid-grade quarterback who doesn't have any reps in him. I think it's freaking genius. If that's really his method, he's a freaking genius, Grant, like like we used to think he was. Well, you got what Carolina you who that? right now – uh, you know, here, here's what I think. I think Carolina's one in 10. They're not going to take a quarterback if they have the number one pick in the draft. And then you have Arizona with two wins and New England with two wins. Personally, I don't think New England's going to win another game. So the question is, will Carolina win another game? You know, and then if Carolina gets the number one pick, they're going to have a lot of teams that are going to try to make a trade with them. And uh, that that's going to be the interesting part. If If Carolina's got the worst record in the NFL, they're going to have a lot of teams making uh, trade with them because all the teams know Carolina's not taking a quarterback at number one. Man, I, I hear you there. Um, don't the G- Giants have just a brutally hard schedule coming up also? Yeah, but the Giants are four and eight. They're not going to end up – they got the, no. the, uh, the Chicago, Arizona, Carolina, and New England are all way behind them. So I, I don't see that being – the Giants aren't going to be in the mix. No. Well, they're going to be in the mix for the fifth pick, probably. But yes, you know, not yeah, one they're going to be around. They're like going to be around. Yes, they're going to be around five, six, seven ish. Yes, that's correct. Wait, what you're going to be able to get probably is a decent to high, high end offensive lineman. And well, you know what, John? John, 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 yeah. I don't, you know, should, could, would. This is a team that yeah. had Eric Flowers with the ninth overall pick and Evan Neal uh, with, the, with the seventh overall pick who can't block his shadow at right tackle. So, you know, your pick, you know, having a high pick is great, John, but if you don't pick the right guy, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, I know we had kind of part, a little bit of this conversation last week going, you know, like we were saying, Flowers, it's not like if the Giants didn't pick him, it's not like he was going to go in the third round. He was still going to go no, pretty right. damn soon. No, you're right. But yep, Evan Neal would have gone. In the ne- Evan Neal probably. Yep, Evan Neal probably would have gone in the next few picks. Although, I will say this. Okay, I spoke to a guy with the Giants, who uh, not a coach, uh, somebody very well know, very in, he knows everything that's going on, and he spoke to a coach in Carolina, and he told me, and again, this is just one team, one player executive, one uh, one one personnel executive. He told me that they had Evan Neal rated at on 15 on their board. So, you know, again, people look at players differently, but even if you had taken Evan Neal, let's say at 15 instead of seven, I mean, that doesn't mean that, Oh, well, that's okay. 
uh, because we didn't take him that high. We took him in the middle of the first. No, he still can't play. So a bust is a bust, regardless of exactly. you know whether he's taking fifth overall, 15th overall, whatever. You know, if you can't play, you can't play. And this guy right now has got a long way to go. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hey, also, Evan Neal, he, that was a first-round pick for Carolina, I assume, unless they did have another... No, number, no, no. The Giants you know, took him... At, the Giants took him at number seven in the first round. What I'm saying seven, is right. that Carolina had him as the 15th player on the board, not seven. That's the only point I'm making. I'm, my point is yeah. teams evaluate players differently. Yeah, 15 and seven aren't that far off, though, but he's obviously didn't become a first-round starting player. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually, who, seven who and fifteen really are that far off. They, they, I disagree with you. I think in the first round, I think the difference between an evaluation of the seventh best player on the board and fifteen to me that is significant. But I'm nitpicking here. I understand the point you're trying to make, and I, I understand where you're going. Yeah, exactly. Like we were talking about, Leon Lett went whatever two hundred something like that, and he'd yeah. be top five yep. in you know, now yep. because he's a freaking gamer. You don't know what you're getting for sure. Oh, well. Yep. Hey, Grant, I'm going to let you get to some more calls. You have a happy Monday, and, man, go Kings tonight. And if you talk a little bit about tomorrow game night. on, I will just giggle. <laughs> Take care, buddy. All right, now that's tomorrow night, not tonight. You know, Draymond Green is an embarrassment to the NBA. That's what he is. He's a, he's a disillusioned, uh, egotistical, spoiled athlete. That's what he is. There, there's nothing else I can say about Draymond Green. Good player? Yes. All right. Good player. All right. But, you know, for him to come out and say he does not regret the incident after he was admonished by his head coach, Steve Kerr. All right. Said, quote, I don't live my life with regrets. I'll come to a teammate's defense anytime that I'm in a position to come to a teammate's defense. What matters to me is how the people that I care about feel first and foremost. How are the people that I care about affected? How are the people I care about? What do they have to deal with? That's it for me. Well, you don't care about how your coach feels? He's your head coach. He admonished you publicly that you were wrong and you went overboard. All right? Period. All right? I mean, he never thinks he does anything wrong. Right? It's amazing to me. 
Never thinks he's wrong. Never thinks he's wrong. He said to continue mentioning, oh, well, he did this in the past. I paid for those, Green said. I got suspended in game five of the NBA finals. You can't keep suspending me for those actions. Uh, Yes, they can. You know? Unbelievable. Really is. And again, he is back tomorrow. By the way, in his absence, the Warriors lost eight of 11 games during that stretch. All right? Four of those without Green. And I almost guarantee you that he'll get at least one technical tomorrow. All right? I would almost guarantee you he will get at least one technical tomorrow. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. All right? He said, tomorrow's game is going to be like a game seven. The atmosphere, excitement, angst. The feeling I am expecting is that will be like a game seven. Well, guess what? That means Draymond's going to be at a... Uh, a level that he will not be able to control himself. He'll get at least one technical. Hopefully, he'll get kicked out of the game. Let's get to Lefteris. Hey, Lefteris, how are you? Hi, Grant. How you doing? I'm good. How are uh, you today? I was watching the game with Seahawks and the Niners, and it's funny how we saw the TV show, the defensive court, you know, after in the booth for the Seahawks. And I'm thinking after the loss, maybe, maybe they're going to ask him to, to come down to the field <laughs> like what they did with the Niners. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, you know, if the Niners win, if they win the last two games, basically they finish up the division. I mean, they're already plus two, correct? I mean, after that, after two games uh, with the Phillies and uh, Seahawks again, um, I think they should they will relax about the division. Um, they're just going to be thinking about the uh, NFS, NFC worse. And that's all they're going to have to, they're going to be their goal. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see any way they don't, uh, I don't see any way that they don't win the division. I mean, I'd be shocked. Now they, you know, after Philadelphia, you know, they do have Seattle. Seattle's getting an extra, you know, three days rest because they play at Dallas on Thursday, but I don't see Seattle being able to beat San Francisco. I just don't. They don't match up. Uh, they're, they're just I, – I don't see them being able to win. But, you know, if the Niners go to Philadelphia in a physical game and get a couple of key injuries, then you never know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, um, just to switch gears here and talk about something else. Um, I, I don't know if you uh, heard the news about soccer – and one of the um, teams in the Premier League, Everton, got penalized for uh, financial irregularities. You know, they, uh, they they didn't straight up their books, so they get penalized with uh, deduction of 10 points. Um, that brought them down all the way to the bottom. And everybody now is waiting to find out what's going to happen with Manchester City and Chelsea, the two very powerful, rich teams. They're waiting to see if EPL will be having double standards or they're going to be fair for everybody. Because that those two teams, they didn't really play um, the fair financial, I mean, like how they buy the players and how they pay the coaches. 
I mean, just to give you an example, uh, the coach for the Manchester City was paying out the budget for the uh, um, Abu Dhabi Airlines just to cover their books. Um, so they found out about everything all that, and they're waiting to find out if they're going to penalize them and deduct all the points and put them and take all the titles that they won the last few years away from them and put them in the second division. That would be a very, very big news in the whole sport world uh, if something happened. I well, uh, I appreciate your I appreciate your insight, uh, but personally, you know, you you'd be better off speaking Japanese to me because I don't understand anything about the Premier League because I don't follow it. I don't know anything about it. Um, I I mean, when I say I don't know anything about it, I know what it is. I know that you know not all the teams. I know most of the teams. That are in the Premier League, but that's about it. I I can't remember if I I don't know if I've ever watched a Premier League game. If I have, it's maybe been two minutes or three no, but minutes. I understand. Um, I understand. But, I know. But, but I know. I, but I but I appreciate you because I know a lot of people in our audience and a lot of people in America love the Premier League. So I appreciate you talking about it. Yeah, but my, my bottom is not about the soccer. It's bottom is that in Europe. They have to comply with financial rules, and they can't spend gotcha. as much money they want. Uh, they, I mean, they there's like the cap. What they have here, the cap, like the basketball. They, you know, they can spend more than a uh, certain yeah. amount of money. Same, you know, uh, you know, it's no different in the NFL. I mean, it's no different yeah. than here in America. I mean, it really isn't. Yeah, but if that, and what happens in America if they get caught up? Um, um, Claimed, uh, you know, uh, some tricks and they uh, play, don't play by the rules. If they get caught, what are they going to do here? Do they get penalized? What well, do they you do lose, here? You lose, you lose draft picks. Um, you know, they take away draft picks. They, they're, you know, I mean, they have their rules and stuff. But uh, again, I, I don't know. I can't compare the rules here to the rules in the Premier League because I don't know anything about the Premier League. I'm not familiar with it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's it. Hey, Liv Terrace. Thank you. Appreciate your insight, uh, as always. Thank you very much. If you want to get on the program, you raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. I, I just don't have time for it. You know, first of all, I don't enjoy the sport. That's number one. And number two, I don't have time for it. You know, I know a lot of people love soccer. I don't. You know, it's not it's not my cup of tea. You know, I did love, and I mean this, I love watching the World Cup final this year between France and Argentina. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Okay. So when I say I don't like watching the sport, well, I love watching that match. But like, you know, the, the day you come over uh, to my place and walk in and see me sitting in front of the TV watching soccer, well, you know, I'll probably be like in my 80s with dementia, all right, with in a nursing home. And I won't know what the hell I'm watching. And they just happen to have soccer on in front of me. That's about the only way I'm watching soccer. You know what I'm saying? Now, I have been I have been to some Republic games, and I actually enjoy going out there with the atmosphere to watch the Republic games. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm a supporter of the Republic uh, because I think their owner, Kevin Nagel, is phenomenal. He's a phenomenal uh, community guy. He loves Sacramento. And I support people that try to make the city better. And so I've supported the Republic because of Kevin and his ambitions to make the community better. I, I'm always going to support people that go into their own pockets to make the area where we live better. All right. 
So I do support the Republic. I have gone out to several matches. And I got to tell you, when I go out there, I have a good time. I don't necessarily like get enthralled with watching the action, although I do. I, I, I enjoy the people out there. I enjoy the atmosphere. I, you know, I enjoy all of that. You know, the, the match itself, eh, you know, again, it's not my cup of tea. You know, I, there's just not enough action for me in soccer. You know, there's just not. And again, I acknowledge I watched the, I, wa- I didn't miss a second of the World Cup final with France and Argentina. And, uh, you know, listen, we all know Argentina was dominating, dominating, dominating. And then before you know it, the match was tied and the extra time, the penalty. So, I mean, it was great drama. <clears throat> but that's a aberration for me where I'm going to sit there and watch a full soccer match. And I, I don't think you'll ever see me watching a premier match. Like, I, I, if I was in England and someone said, hey, I got tickets to Man U or Man City or what have you, Newcastle, whatever the case may be. Liverpool, I'm not going to Liverpool, right? Because the uh, Red Sox owners own Liverpool. So I'm not going to Liverpool, all right? If you got me a match for Liverpool, I'm not going, all right? I'm not going to support anything that's got Red Sox involved with it. So you can cross them right off my freaking list, all right? I don't care if I'm over in England. Now, I'm not going to see a Liverpool match. So let me make sure, uh, you know, get me Leicester City, get me Man U, get me Man City, you know, get me Arsenal. I'm not going to watch Liverpool, all right? So let's make sure we understand where I'm coming from there, all right? But if I'm over there, would I experience that? Yeah, I would love to. I actually would love to go to a premier match just to check in what it's like. You know, the lead up to the match, the atmosphere. Yeah, I would do that. But I'm sure as hell not going to Liverpool. All right? So don't ask me. All right. uh, Don't forget tomorrow. With the Kings and the Warriors, my prediction, Draymond Green will get at least one technical. One technical. All right? One. He will get a technical. The question is, will it cost his team the game? All right, that's going to happen tomorrow. Should be a dandy, Kings and the Warriors tomorrow. You take care, everyone. Have yourself a fabulous Monday. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.